Hello again, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. This week, we continue our talk about the beginnings of the recording industry, which led to the jukebox industry. So let's tune in to Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Thank you again for downloading another podcast episode of Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. I'm Randy Houston, part of this thing. And this is Mike Check. <laughs> hey, Mike Check. <laughs> hey, Dave, Dave Hogan here from Hogan Holler. Howdy, everybody. It's good to have you with us, Dave, and uh, be back here and chat a little bit about radio. We, uh, we left off the last podcast talking about the recording industry and mm-hmm. sort of the foundation and the beginnings of of uh capturing live broadcasts on storage of some kind right and we uh we jumped on into uh we went from thomas edison and his <laughs> phonograph all the way to the digital era to a computer file and let's talk about jukeboxes because jukeboxes had a tremendous impact on the music world boy did they ever before 45 RPM records came along. There were jukeboxes, but with the 78s, there was such a limitation on how many recordings you could have in a jukebox because those 78 RPM records, as you know, were very big. But when the 45s came along in 1949, the uh, jukebox business really boomed through the 1950s. Actually, from post-World War II through about 1964-65, that was a heyday of, of jukeboxes. Every establishment, practically oh. every bar, oh yeah, every mom-and-pop restaurant. Service stations. Jukeboxes were in, in any establishment that, particularly in any establishment that served food and drink, yeah, had a jukebox. Now, I got to thinking, where does the term jukebox come from? Well, that's a good question. So I did a little bit of uh, research. You've heard of the Gullah yes. people of the Low Country? Off the coast of uh, Charleston. Uh, yeah. Off the coast of South Carolina and yeah. Georgia in the northern part of Florida. Uh, the Low Country Gullah Geechee culture gave us the term juke, which in the uh, language uh, that these folks brought over from Africa uh, juke roughly translates to rowdy. Oh, really? So juke joints came into the language. Yes, yes. If you said you're going down to the juke joint, you know you were going down to a place where <laughs> yeah, you, you get in trouble. A knifing might happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's not funny, but <clears throat> that's kind of an inside joke between Randy and me. But, um, then, then the the term jukebox was just a natural because all these juke joints put in these boxes that played music. <laughs> a jukebox. And the 40s and the 50s, particularly the late 40s, post-World War II, through the early 60s, jukeboxes were uh, very influential in the 
development of uh, music and country music artists and pop music artists. If you could get on the jukebox, oh, that was a that, yeah. was a that was a big deal. And there's nothing like that sound that when you drop that quarter in the jukebox. <laughs> please don't play a 11 <laughs> play, play b please play b17 yeah that yeah. was olivia newton john right and johnny paycheck had uh a11 a please don't play a11 yeah some of the other songs about jukeboxes since we're on that subject uh one of the last uh big hits about a jukebox was by alabama in the corner of my mind Stands the jukebox. Stands the jukebox. Another one was uh, Alan Jackson. Don't rock the jukebox. Don't rock the jukebox. Give me some George Jones. Mark Chestnut had Bubba shot the jukebox. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Doug Stone and jukebox with a country song. Right, right. But it was not limited to country music. Songs about jukeboxes. Glenn Miller, all the way back in uh, uh, big band era, he had Jukebox Saturday Night. Okay. This was when they were still playing 78s on the jukebox. And then uh, Perry Como was on the uh, pop music charts with a song called Jukebox Baby. And Foreigner, you know that group? Oh, yeah, great band. They had a song called jukebox hero so there have been a lot of songs about jukeboxes and there were actually four the big four they were called who manufactured jukeboxes now old whalen old whalen had a song they should give me the Wurlitzer surprise the Wurlitzer. Wurlitzer was one of the big manufacturers of jukeboxes yep uh Wurlitzer, seaberg Rockola and AMI were the big four when it came to manufacturing jukeboxes. AMI stands for National Automatic Music. There was actually a man whose last name was Rockola. I remember that. I thought the Rockola was a made-up name playing off the rock and roll name, but his name was Rockola. Wow. And uh, same with Wurlitzer and Seberg. Those are real people, and they named their jukeboxes after, after themselves. And, and, those, uh, and those jukeboxes, Dave, today, they're worth a pretty penny. You bet. And AMI, I believe this is correct, is the only company that still manufactures jukeboxes, but they manufacture jukeboxes mostly for those people who want a jukebox in their um private home home yeah in their man cave maybe or in their sports room yeah or in their bar in their home and they duplicate the the shape and the look of the traditional 1950s jukebox but of course usually they have uh cd uh capability or digital capability bluetooth right uh and uh, sometimes radios are built into those, yeah. so you can plug the radio through with the jukebox. With a jukebox, 
But there's something charming, something beautiful about those seabergs and whirlitzers that you would find. There was a place in Andrews, a little town where I grew up, uh, called a Frosty Bar. <laughs> the Frosty Bar, and it was on the corner. And and first time I ever heard Patsy Cline sing was walking after box? midnight on uh, that jukebox at the uh, Frosty Bar. Now, I did a little research on jukebox hits. The music industry for years had mainly two publications, Billboard Magazine and Cashbox Magazine. And they had charts where you could look and see what the most popular songs were. Uh, top 40, top 50, top 100, or whatever the case may be. In, in different genres of music. Yeah, in different genres of music. So I uh, did a little research to find out, going back and looking at Cashbox and, and Billboard, to find out what uh, songs were most played on jukeboxes. And, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, wasn't Cashbox uh, a part of their reporting Technology was t to record and track jukebox selections, jukebox mm -hmm. plays. Yeah. I think Cashbox relied on jukebox play a little more maybe than Billboard yes. did. R Billboard relied more on sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But both of them had charts, so I did a little research, and I'm going to uh, do the country chart, uh, the country songs first, the most popular country songs on jukeboxes, jukebox history. And the most popular songs, period, on jukeboxes, okay? Jukebox, and you know right. what song is number one on both lists? Uh, if I guessed Willie Nelson's You Were Always On My Mind, would I be? No, that's a little too late for oh, okay. the heyday of the jukebox. Bill Haley and Rock Around the Clock. That's uh, That was very popular, but cr you mentioned Willie Nelson? Yeah. Patsy Cline's Crazy! Wow, is that the really most, wrote, yeah. the the most played song in the history of jukeboxes. Crazy, crazy by Patsy Cline. Oh, uh, darn! Okay, uh, let's let's look at the country songs that, in no particular order, that were big hits big. on jukeboxes. Okay. I remember these record promoters would come to the radio station, and I'm talking about the early '60s when I was getting my uh, start in radio, late 50s, early 60s, when a, a record promoter would uh, leave the radio station, hey, I got to go see so-and-so uh, and, and try to get this record on the jukebox. Because people would uh, have a franchise of so many jukeboxes in maybe their town, and I'm sure some of the big operators have jukeboxes in Malta, they try to get Bill. Uh, Bill Phillips told me one time, if you could get your record on a on jukeboxes, in other words, have a jukebox hit, it would guarantee you about a hundred thousand sales, which was a pretty good sized hit record. Yeah, uh, back in those days. And their marketing plan was, let's get this song played on the radio. And when they go to the honky-tonk, they'll see it on the jukebox, uh -huh. and they'll play it, and we'll make money, and it'll be a hit. Okay, Patsy Cline and Crazy. You're cheating hard, Hank Williams. 
I Walk the Line, Johnny Cash. Wow. These were some of the biggest hit songs on jukeboxes. Patsy had another one, I Fall to Pieces. Uh, Wild Side of Life, Hank Thompson. Uh, Tennessee Waltz, Patty Page. Uh, if you got the money, honey, I got the time. Lefty Frizzell. Kitty Wells, and it, the answer to Wild Side of Life by Hank Thompson. It wasn't God who made honky-tonk angels. Speaking of Lefty Frizzell, remember that line in Merle Haggard's song, The Way It Was in 51? The song, The Way It Was in 51, when Hank and Lefty crowded the jukeboxes? Yes. Talking about uh, yeah. how popular Hank uh, crowded Williams. Crowded the jukeboxes. Crowded box. the jukeboxes, yeah. Lefty Frizzell and uh, Hank Williams. But you know the song that stayed on jukeboxes longer probably than any other song. E.T., Ernest Tubb, Walking the Floor Over You. I'm serious. It went on jukeboxes in the early 40s and stayed on jukeboxes through the 50s. I mean, if, if there was a jukebox, it probably had Ernest Tubbs walking the floor over you on it. He did that song two or three times with different bands, and it was one of the all-time hits on jukeboxes. Now, let's look at some of the non-country uh, songs that were big. Of course, Elvis. Right. And, and a lot of times, Elvis was on both charts, yeah. country and rock and roll and right. pop. Right. Hound Dog, Don't Be Cruel. He had a lot of hits on jukeboxes in his heyday, particularly the early Elvis Presley. And then you mentioned Bill Haley and Rock Around the Clock. How about Sitting on the Dock of the Bay? Otis Redding. Otis Redding. That was a big jukebox hit. Marvin Gaye and Heard It Through the Grapevine. Doom, 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 doom. Mac the Knife, Bobby Darren. Oh, yeah. Fats Domino and Blueberry Hill. Ah, Found my thrill. On Blueberry Hill, a big jukebox hit. Also, Light My Fire by The Doors. Oh, yeah. Bob Seger's Old Time Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. And My Girl by The Temptations. Oh, it's all such great music you're talking here, man. Both country and pop. I love all of them. Those were the... I just went through the charts down through the years. Yeah particularly on Cashbox in Cashbox magazine and uh, those are the most popular songs uh, on I'm sure there are lots of others but I just picked out some of the most popular songs on uh, jukeboxes you know they had jukeboxes back as early as the 1880s a form of jukeboxes okay now come on yeah not like the Whirlies are in this <laughs> in in the Seaberg and it says here in some information I gleaned from Cashbox magazine. One thing that most Americans from different generations have in common is the jukeboxes. While jukeboxes are now an invention of the past, many old diners and bars still have them. And there's something like eating at a diner and hearing retro tunes being played from a classic jukebox. The jukebox has permeated music culture with many songs referencing the machine, such as the ones we mentioned, uh, Alan Jackson and Don't Rock the Jukebox and Alabama. And uh, remember Joe Diffie had one called 
Prop, prop me, me up beside, beside the jukebox. The jukebox. <laughs> if I die, <laughs> I don't want to go to he- I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go tonight. <laughs> and who? Um, uh, David Frizzell. Yep. And I'm going to hire a decorator. Going to hire a wino. Going to hire a wino to decorate this home. Going to yeah. have a jukebox, of yeah. course. Got to have a jukebox. jukebox. Yeah. I'm going back. You know, you've taken me back here to. Uh, uh oh places like the green valley drive-in in mars hill uh long gone from now but it was you know american graffiti it was uh it, it was uh uh happy days the fawns and and it was the diner that with had had the slick plastic seats and booths and when you slid into that booth looking at you right there was one of those flip jukeboxes you could actually load the money you could buy songs and and to me uh i mean when the server came around i i was already deep into musicology studies going on and flipping those levers man and what's on this jukebox and going over the list and it was, I, you know, I, I'll be done. I'll be ready in a minute, you know, come back in a minute. It, that was so much fun. Yeah, it was a big thing when they became remote, operated from yeah. your table. From your table, yeah. <laughs> Where you could flip through there and find it was what you fun. wanted to. I forgot yeah. about how much fun that was. Oh, that was fun. Those were the days, my friend. Yes, they were. Uh, so many places like that Green Valley Drive-In had those. And, um, and then, of course, uh uh, fats restaurant up on the bypass in marshall north carolina he had a jukebox and ray cantrell figured out where the volume control on that thing was it, <laughs> it, and he'd roll that thing out and reach down around on the lower right hand side and crank that sucker up and we would have a time in fats's restaurant that little uh place i mentioned in my hometown of andrews population 1200 called the frosty bar i remember several times an adult would come in because they had great great hamburgers great hamburgers i hate to come in here because that darn jukebox (laughs) is so loud i can't stand it (laughs) but i like these hamburgers (laughs) yeah Ray would get the servers all upset at him for turning up the jukebox too loud. The uh, man who is probably or was probably the considered the inventor of the jukebox was a man named Rudolf Wurlitzer. That's the name Wurlitzer. And he uh, started fiddling around with coin-operated player pianos back in the 1880s. And then his son, Farney Wurlitzer, in 1909, took over the company and ran the company for many years. Uh, And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, David Roccola, R-O-C-K-O-L-A. Yes, that's... That that's where the name Rockola Jukebox comes from. Only on the jukebox they hyphenated Rock and Ola. They put a hyphen between uh, the two names. And 
and Seberg and AMI were the other two of the big four. And I appreciate all four of them because, as you were talking, Randy, those memories just keep rolling around wow. in my mind. When I Mine All too. I got to do is think about a jukebox, and it, it takes me back to the days when I had a leather jacket, probably imitation leather, but I had a jacket, a leather jacket, and sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> and a ducktail haircut oh my goodness dave thank you so much appreciate y'all joining us on our hot mic with houston podcast we'll be back uh, before you know it and have another episode thanks for joining us be sure to click the subscribe button for another episode of hot mic with randy houston and dave hogan